Zero. Toby and TJ back with you. How's your day going, Teach? I'm all right. Great. Are you wanting to do a TJ's gut today, or would you rather not do a TJ's huh. gut today? Not doing it worked for us the other day. Right. Um, you did it post-game. Hmm. I think it over. I'll think um, it over, because I don't know which way we should go there. OU missed a bunch of free throws against Texas Tech and missed even more against Kansas State. Uh, lots of recommendations flowed in after the game, TJ. Uh, coach was asked after practice yesterday about uh, the free throw situation, and uh, here's what. Oh, um, Sorry. Just for for everybody, just save yourself three minutes of your life, and don't DM me that you walked out in your backyard and made nine out of ten free throws. <laughs> <laughs> save save your three minutes. Don't 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 DM me. Because, you know, in your backyard, I don't think you got 13,000 people. There's not a, there's always other factors in it. So um, it's like a missing a three-foot putt at the Masters. You know, it just, um, you know, we got good free-throw shooters. Um, it hasn't been a problem. Yes, we miss free-throws. Uh, we work on them all the time. Um, so save yourself another 30 seconds. Don't DM me saying, Coach, do you ever work on free-throws? So the answer is yes. Um, but, you know, for our guys, just... You know, they, they can shoot them. Just get up, reps, and, and get them. It's a, um, you know, sometimes the more you make a big deal of it, uh, the more something becomes an issue. So for us, just uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting to that foul line. I want them to get to that foul line 30 times. I want to keep going back to that thing. Um, and uh, and this is the confidence pouring into them. Thoughts? They're a good free throw shooting team. Nights like that happen. Those are my thoughts. I don't, you don't like to see it. He doesn't like to see it. The players don't like to see it, but you sometimes have those nights. Sometimes you have nights where offensively, uh, you know, just shooting in general, you just don't have a good night. Look at UCF a couple of weeks ago uh, when they made seven shots an entire game. Yeah, They practice. They make shots in practice. They don't want to have a game where they make seven shots, but they did. Uh, someone else the other night in conference had, I think, nine or ten shots for the whole game. It was earlier this week, I think, uh, someone mm. – uh, shot a really low percentage. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it just happens. This is a good free-throw shooting team. Um, there have been a couple of games. I think I think the other night stood out. One, it was a lot. But there have been a couple of games recently where games were tied at the end and there were some free-throws missed that may have, you know, resulted in a different outcome like the Tech game. But other than that, this team is a good free-throw shooting team and have done a good job with it. You just have those nights sometimes. And unfortunately, they've had a – a couple of them here recently. 
Yeah, I mean, that's really the only game that it's cost them. I mean, the yeah, Texas yeah. game, they got blown out. Mm-hmm. The Kansas game didn't come down to free throws. What's the other loss? They've only lost five games. Texas, Texas Tech, Kansas, North Carolina didn't come down to free throws. No. Well, they missed a couple of free throws. They, they did miss some front ends of one-and-ones in the second half of that game. Um. And well, the other loss is uh, uh, TCU, which TCU. wasn't, which wasn't no. that situation as a nine-point game. Yeah, it'll be interesting tomorrow because you got two teams now that are thinking about it. OU's obviously getting hammered over it, and UCF's coming off a game where they went one for seven at the line. So free throw shooting could be uh, fascinating tomorrow. I, I was eager to look at the replies. This was a tweet that Jesse Crittenden put out with this, what Porter said here about oh, don't yeah. DM me. So I'm in the replies right now. Sooner Saint said, now I kind of want to DM Coach Moser. Um, <laughs> slide on in. Rod Klein said, I made 67 in a row a few years ago. I will hit 100 someday soon. Good job, Rod. <laughs> uh, Joseph Truesdale said, so he's getting the message. That's right, Joseph. You guys have all collectively sent the message that you would like them to hit more free throws, and he has received your message. Uh, so a lot of people are, are laughing about it, saying they like it. Um, this guy said, I made 10 out of 10. This guy said, I made three out of 10. Um, Jimmy Akers says, and I'm going to have to clean this one up. Jimmy Akers, not happy at all. TJ with this. <laughs> I think Jimmy, Jimmy Akers, I think I don't follow, uh, but I know that name. So he must pop up angry a lot in other people's time. Let me see. Jimmy Akers is a foot, a family loving softball, coaching, hardworking, God fearing American Patriot. Okay. That's what his <laughs> thing says. He says, well, if 13,000 people are a factor, then quit bleeping about the LNC being empty. Bleep. You win wins it empty. You win when it's empty. You lose when it's full. <laughs> Jimmy did not like that. Uh, Stan Ross, uh, supporting Coach Moser, but doing it in a, a, you know, well, I'll just, I'll read. Bleeping embarrassing. We have a ranked team that has lost only five games, and we got idiots sending head coaches DMs like some bleeps. Whoever you are, find something else to do, you bleeping losers. So they're taking it well, Teach. Everybody's taking it's, it's it well. Why, we've said it a thousand times. We'll say it a thousand more. I hate Twitter. I just hate it. Um, okay, asked Coach last night at the Rudy show about UCF. Uh, here's what he had to say about the opponent tomorrow. So extremely long. I don't know if we'll play a longer team in the country. I mean, they're, they're, they start seven foot, six eleven, six eight, and uh, they're they're ranked number eighth in the country in defense out of three hundred and sixty some teams. They really protect the rim. They make it so hard for you to go in. We were just talking about JV and getting to the rim. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are coming with, like, six hands. So um, very, very good and long. And uh, they've played, They like you said, I, we watched them go into Texas and beat Texas. They beat Kansas. Um, last night they were in a barn burner. They were up 10 or so against Baylor, and Baylor pulled it out. Um, and uh, But very, very good. They're old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you and I talked about it. I think they have four guys that are on their fourth team. Um 
you know, bunch of fifth-year seniors, very old, long, long athletic team. A lot of simi- Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. A lot of similarities um, to Kansas State, I think, with UCF. They, they struggle to score at times. Uh, better at home, but they still struggle to score at times. They are elite defensively, probably better than Kansas State because they got that seven-footer on the back end. It's going to be hard to score around the rim against these guys with the with the height OU has. So Tega driving to the rim, JV and driving to the rim, Los with those shots around, those are going to be hard. Sam down, those are going to be harder to come by against these guys. OU is going to need to have a good shooting day from outside teach. Not that you can't go get some buckets or putbacks and things like that, but it's harder against them. They're so good defensively. They're so tall. They block so many shots. You got to hit the three ball against them. And, uh, and at the same time, don't, you know, this is a winnable game, but ask Kansas, ask Texas. They're capable of get, getting hot and beating you, especially in this building. So. If they play like they did Tuesday, I think Oklahoma wins. But that's a big oh, if. Yeah, I that's think a big that if. Too. You can D if they D this team up like they D'd up Kansas State. UCF's going to have a hard time scoring. Uh, so, got a chance. Got a chance for uh, three straight road wins, which would be great. Okay, I got a bunch of stuff here. I want to rifle through. We haven't gotten to yet today. Um. Commanders have hired Dan Quinn to be their head coach. Your Cowboys defensive coordinator, TJ, is this a good thing or a bad thing? He's done a great job for Dallas, but I looked at it as I think something needed to change with the Cowboys. Obviously, that wasn't with McCarthy. I think things had become kind of stagnant, so getting a new voice in there on whoever they uh, end up uh, going with at D.C. I think will help some in that, even though he had done a good job um, with the defense over the last uh, few years. So, um I don't know that he's – I think he's just a really good defensive coordinator. We'll, we'll see if this time around works for him as a head coach or not, if he's learned and grown from it. But I just think, you know, some guys are meant to be coordinators, and I think he's one of those guys. So Raiders hire Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Congratulations, um, Chris. I, I just – when I saw that scroll yesterday, I just kind of chuckled because I thought of Chris immediately, so – how about this? The Titans have hired Bill Callahan to be their offensive line coach. Remember Bill Callahan? He called us a bunch of rednecks. Right. He was at right, Nebraska. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. His son is the head coach now, Brian Callahan. So father and son working together. It, uh, the scroll on ESPN says it's the first time in NFL history that a son has hired their father to be on their coaching staff. That's interesting. How old is he now? I don't know. Nobody Nebraska cares about this. Nebraska days were a while ago, so... Nobody cares about this but me and maybe Drake. But uh, Corbin Burns is headed to the Baltimore or- Orioles. Thank God. Did get him out of your division? I didn't oh like it. You, you liked seeing Burns it. I didn't like seeing us. that because obviously the Baltimore Orioles are very good in the American League. So I didn't like no, seeing that. Milwaukee Brewers, he has destroyed us the last few years. <laughs> oh, you announced yesterday that the can- at the Kansas game in two weeks – they will be honoring Billy Tubbs, the life and legacy of Billy Tubbs. Um, this is something that's been in the works. It's going to be a special day. I, I, we got a packed house that day anyway. It's the Kansas game, but you're going to want to make sure you're there. Uh, I think some cool things are planned. 
So um, just make note of that on the calendar, Teach. We're going to honor Billy Tubbs during the Kansas game. I'm all for honoring uh, Billy Tubbs anytime they want to honor Billy Tubbs. Absolutely. Just a tremendous individual. SEC fact of the day today, Teach, brought to us by? Uh, nobody yet. Nobody yet? Um, okay. uh, you're still, it's still uh, your property. Still your property. <laughs> LSU's first Mike the Tiger. You know Mike the Tiger, right? They got a real tiger yes. down there at LSU. Have you ever seen Mike the Tiger in person? Um, I probably didn't bring him to New Orleans. I, I was trying to I think, think if he, he was travels. in New Orleans anywhere. I don't think I did, so no. I'm going to say no, I, I haven't. I, I don't think he travels. That would be dangerous, I think. LSU's first Mike the Tiger was purchased from the Little Rock Zoo in 1936 with money raised by collecting 25 cents from each LSU student for a total of $750. Laugh at me for collecting quarters, TJ. That's exactly what they did to get the first Mike the Tiger. They are currently on Mike 7. He lives now in a, they have built a $3 million habitat on campus for Mike. If you've ever been down there, it's kind of positioned between the football stadium and the basketball arena. You can't miss it. There's this big tiger habitat there. It's uh, uh, huge. And uh, that's where Mike lives, Mike the Tiger. That is a direct shot at Missouri. Yeah. Why have you not given us facts on their tiger? They're coming. I was looking through uh, the, the Wikipedia page about Mike the Tiger, and it's got all the facts about uh, what zoo they came from, when they died, why they died, what the given name was, what the record was of the football team while they were the Tiger. It also has where are they now. Now, you remember when uh, we one of the SEC facts was about the Uggas, how they are all in a mausoleum at the football stadium? Right. The dead Uggas, they're on display at the football stadium, Teach. Not the case with the dead Tigers. They're everywhere. Uh, the first one, uh, his remains were mounted at the LSU Museum of National Science. The second one, Mike Two's remains are buried next to an unspecified willow tree along the Mississippi River. Huh. How about that? That sounds peaceful, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, like four, five, and six were all purchased by James and Priscilla and Duani. They own. They just got them. They got, <laughs> I guess, in their house, Mike the Tiger, four, five, and sixes. Some rich people that went and bought some tigers. So anyway, just interesting though. Some guy has it mounted. Uh, it says at a, uh, a trophy shop, Mike the Third. Uh, is mounted at a trophy shop, Gold Star Trophies in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What? The remains of Mike the Tiger is there. All started with a 25-cent donation. Everybody chipped in a quarter. All right, there you go. Uh, (laughs) 8.17 in the morning. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. There are trucks, then there's the truck. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. R.K. Black brings you this hour. Been in business since 1952. R.K. Black, leading provider of office technology solutions. Copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, so much more. 
405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jeff from OKC says, Mizzou is too soft to have a live tiger. I'm not picking on him. <laughs> um, this uh, person says, Dirt Mound? Question mark? No. No. Your headset okay? Yeah, I'm just not near the microphone. Oh, okay, okay. I got um, the stick, stick mic and gotcha, I was gotcha. away from the microphone, sir. Um, how many NFL players would be put away their pride and have fun with the same bleeping player who just recently trolled them in a playoff game? So good to see Baker Mayfield and uh, St. Brown last night. Um, yeah, they were hugging on each other. Baker even... Um, Oh, he was interviewed after he threw in his skills set. And somebody was saying, hey, how could you miss a couple of those throws or something like that? And he said something along the lines that you're talking to the guy that my last throw of the season was to the other team. So <laughs> uh, he was laughing about it and having fun with it. Uh, are the McGuire boys still on the baseball team? <laughs> no. There was only one. <laughs> and no, he was here for a year and then transferred. Yeah. Where'd he go to? He went somewhere pretty big. Uh, his first name was... Wasn't it Stanford? Mm-hmm. I feel like it was out west. It was out west, I Max, think. Max, right? Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can look pretty sure up. it was out west. Um, Toby, TJ, will either one of you be attending the Tool concert tomorrow night at the Paycom Center? Toby would be on his way back from Orlando, although he would make it before they went on stage, probably. Eh. That'd be rushed. Uh, Teddy will be there. I will not be there. Toby will not be there. I think Teddy will be there. Uh, Spartan Sooner, the three, the players from the OU, the players OU got for the 2024 class that will also play baseball, are any playing this season or will it be the following season? Most likely the following, following season. Yeah. Uh, Nesta is on campus, and uh, are they both on campus? I don't think is the running back Taylor is Taylor Tatum on campus. I, I don't know. Remember. I know Nesta isn't. He has been at the baseball facility yeah. throwing and putting out some videos and stuff. And he he said something along the lines of that, like can't wait for uh, next season to yeah be with this team. So I think the, the the whole point, though, of them being here early is so they can go through spring football practice. Uh, so they'll probably be over and work out and meet the team, maybe take some BP and try to stay sharp, and that would be my guess. But I don't think there's any intention for them to play baseball this year. I think they'll go through spring football practice. They'll play football next fall. And then their first baseball season will be 2025. If I've got, if somebody over there listening disagrees with that, let me know. But I think that's the plan. Uh, San Diego is where Max McGuire is. University of San Diego. Huh. Well, it's out west, but I thought it was bigger than that. It's so. the same thing as Stanford. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, is the T Row intro song performed by Michael Hostie? 
No. Go ahead, Teach. No, it's not. Uh, Champ Devere, Dirt Bowl Boys, whatever you want to call them. A couple of brothers that were big are, are big listeners to the show. Uh, Niles and Bo Johnson sing that song and recorded that. I don't know how many years ago now it's been. So it is not Hosty or the duo. Uh, just a different duo. Uh, Oklahoma Johnny says, I stayed at a Holiday Expre- uh, Express last night. Life is fine. There you go. Uh, Camo Sooner says, I think this team just has a case of the free throw yips right now. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I've been out the last few days. Uh, That's okay. This person's asking. <laughs> we can't answer this question either. He wants to know why there wasn't a flagrant uh, foul when uh, Javian was hit in the face. Thought that was automatic. Sorry for being off topic this morning. Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that because I thought it was maybe one of the most clear examples of a flagrant foul I've seen all year. And certainly based on the way some others have been called in the Big 12 this season, especially the Hunter Dickinson one, I my opinion was the debate they were having was, is it a flagrant one or a flagrant two? Are we going to kick this guy out of the game? Because it looks like he intentionally reaches his elbow up and pops Javian in the chin. He certainly is an unnatural basketball move. He, like, reached way up behind him with his right arm and popped him in the chin. It never crossed my mind it wouldn't be a flagrant. And so I have no explanation as to why. What their expl- I can tell you what their explanation was to Coach because I heard it and then he reiterated it later. The official Porter came over, asked him why. He came over and said the foul was first. Javian fouled him first. Which makes no sense to me. What does that have to do with anything? Even if Javian fouled him, let's say Javian fouled him, and then 15 seconds later, the dude runs over and elbows Javian in the face. And you're like, well, that's fine because he fouled you first. It doesn't matter if he was fouled or not. You can't be elbowing people in the face. It's the exact same thing at the Kansas game. Mm-hmm. The, the TCU guy got fouled. Remember, the foul was on Hunter Dickinson. And then they went and looked at it and gave a flagrant to Kansas and whatever. So well, the majority I cannot those, explain it to you. The majority of those come when you get fouled because then you react to the foul and you throw that elbow. Yeah. Be it intentional or not to try to get someone in the face, but you sell the body of, look, I was just fouled. And that's typically when that contact to the face happens. So, yeah, that, that explanation doesn't make any sense. I, maybe he couldn't speak on it because it would get him in trouble, but... Um, did he ever tell you if he was happy or, or if he was uh, okay with you? Because you said, yeah, don't be fine. mad at me. I showed him as soon as we got – so I don't know if people heard the story, but we're right there next to the bench at Kansas State, and they're looking at us, some of the uh, assistant coaches and stuff, asking us, is it going to be a flagrant, or waiting for us to tell them. And we were all telling them, it's going to be a flagrant. There's no doubt. So they tell Porter – well, as soon as they say it's not a flagrant, Porter turns and looks at us and goes, I thought you said it was going to be a flagrant. He's agitated. So after the game, we're interviewing him, and I said, don't be mad at me until you see the video because it should have been a flagrant. Well, as soon as we got on the plane, I'm sitting next to Coach, and I show, I find the video, and I show it to him. And so we're good. I can't tell you if he agreed with me or not. I don't want to get him in trouble, but we're good. Okay. Um, Darren and OKC says Toby used to shoot threes for three for, uh, for free throws money. 
This OU basketball team is built for the tourney when we get there. Not just one stud player that could have a bad game and be in a one-and-done situation, but a solid rotation of eight or nine guys that can pick up the slack when needed. Defense travels, make your free throws, and we will be solid. It is a thing I like about this team. You know, there are guys who have bad games. Otega Owe had a bad game in, in uh, Manhattan. Uh, Sam Godwin has had some bad games. JV and McCollum has had some bad games up and down the line. But they got eight guys who they're not a one-man band, I guess is what I'm trying to say, Teach. And you have seen Rivaldo come in and pick him up or Jalen Moore the other night or Javian certainly has had his days and Tega's had his days and Los has had his days. Uh, Darthard hasn't had a day in a while, but he has had some days this year. It, when they beat Iowa State, Latrey Darthard was the guy that was hitting the daggers at the end of that game. He had three or four threes in that game. So I do like the fact that, that they are balanced and uh, – and, it's great to have one of those 30-point-a-game guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you wouldn't love to have Buddy Heald or Max Asmus on this team or whatever, but uh, their balance, I think, is one of their secret weapons. Jeff from OKC says, so I need to work on my elbow-to-the-face move after getting fouled. Got it. That's yeah. the perfect non-cob. <laughs> but that that's the thing. Yeah, that's why that, that reasoning doesn't make sense because that's when the majority of those come, I bet, if you go back and look over the years. Like, the majority of those come after somebody gets fouled and throws that arm or elbow and pops someone in the face. I I'm going to try to figure this out. I, there are some refs who are great, who before a game, you know, they'll come over and they'll talk to us and things. And and we have been able to ask them many times about, can you explain this to me or explain this to me? Without, you know, just from like a previous game or something. So we'll see who we have in Orlando tomorrow. Um, maybe we can get somebody to kind of walk us through exactly what constitutes flagrant versus non-flagrant in that situation? Because I'm confused. This one's for you. Come on, Leeds United, it says. Mm, big one today. Well, I mean, they're all big now. We're only 17 games to go in the regular season. We're knocking on the door of automatic, uh, automatically going up. And uh, we got a, a big road game at Bristol today at 2 o'clock. So I'm going to try to – flight leaves at 3, Teej. I'm going to try to go blackout on this. It's a little easier to do with English soccer than it is with uh, American NFL football or whatever, Teach. Right. I'm going to try to not pay attention to anything. I'm turning off my notifications, everything. <laughs> and then tonight, when I get into my room tonight, after dinner and everything, I'm going to pull up the game and, and watch it and hopefully not have any idea what happened. So that's my goal so today. So you don't want me to text you and let you know the score? No, I don't want anybody out there. Ugh, why did I bring this up? <laughs> You know I, I no wouldn't because now. that would require me no, looking up a soccer score. <laughs> I got no shot now. Uh, Cruton Therapist, last one here, says, maybe Toby should do a seminar for fans on the statistical difference of sliding into a coach's DM. <laughs> they make a difference in the game. <laughs> it is amazing. It is amazing. There's no shortage on advice uh, after games, for sure. Win or lose. Um, and I'm sure some of it's great. I'm sure some of it is great. 8.34 in the morning, TJ's gut for OU-UCF maybe? We'll at least play who you got. We'll see whether TJ feels like sharing his gut or not when we come back.
The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back. Okay, Teach, who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Let's look at the uh, great day of college basketball tomorrow. Um, You got three top ten matchups tomorrow. Number five, Tennessee at number ten, Kentucky. Number seven, Duke at number three, North Carolina. And then, of course, in the Big 12, number four, Houston at number eight, Kansas. The game of the year so far in the Big 12. So let's start there, Teach. Let's start with the big one. 3 o'clock ESPN, Houston at Kansas, 6-2 and two at 5-3. and three. This is Allen Fieldhouse. This is Kelvin Sampson and Bill Self. Uh, first place, potentially the one seed in the Big 12 tournament on the line here, maybe. Houston at Kansas tomorrow. Who you got? <sighs> I think Houston's the better team. Defense travels. But I'm having a difficult time thinking that calls won't affect this game at the end in the fog. But I think Houston's going to get it done. I think they recognize what's on the line here. It gives them a two-game cushion on Kansas. Like I said, they are locked down great defensively. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't matter at home or away. If you bring that energy, um, you can win on the road with defense. I'm going to say... Kansas does get calls at the end, but Houston squeaks out a win on the road at the Fog. This is a big game because if Houston wins this, separation has occurred. Right. And they're they're going to win the league. Unless and something Kansas, crazy just happens, yes. And Kansas is right back in the – they've lost a home game. They're 5-4. and four. And they're right back in the – like a Kansas loss tomorrow and an OU win, and they're tied in the standings. Like they're right back in the mix of all of the – like two through ten. Kansas is in the middle of that. Territory they're not used to. No, panic city. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is at Fog Allen Fieldhouse, so weird things happen. Unfortunately, that game is at the exact same time as ours. All right, 1 o'clock, Texas at TCU. Another great game. Texas 3-5, and five. things have not gone well since they beat the Sooners. At TCU 5-3, and three. they are rolling right now. This is at Ed and Ray Schollmeyer Arena in Fort Worth, TJ. 1 o'clock, ESPN 2, Longhorns at Frogs, who you got? Dylan DeSue sat in a chair when he was injured and shot shots from a chair. Hmm. But that chair was in Austin. That will not travel. TCU holds home court, beats the Horns, and moves to 6-3 and three in conference play. All right, all right. 1 o'clock, this is an ESPN Plus game, K-State at O-State, Gallagher-Iba Arena. Cats have lost three in a row. Jerome Tang having all kinds of issues. Just got blown out on their home court by the Sooners. Cowboys are 1-7. K-State at O-State, who you got, Teach? Oklahoma State is terrible. Eh. They're a bad basketball team. They're one and seven in conference play, nine and twelve overall. Let's but, don't say that before we play them twice, okay? I'm not saying that. We're not playing them yet because uh, then they'll be great. Um, mm-hmm. 
But Kansas State's a train wreck right now. Their body language is bad. Their coach's body language is bad. They seem a little lost. And I don't know what they would have done to straighten that out in the last three days to be prepared to go into Stillwater tomorrow. Now, it's not going to be a rowdy crowd. Not going to be something that we've seen in the past. At it's Gallagher America's Iva. rowdiest arena. Uh, it won't be tomorrow. Mm. Um, but I don't think they get it done on the road. I think Oklahoma State wins that game. Wow. I just don't like where Kansas State's at right now. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Uh, five o'clock. Cincinnati at Texas Tech. ESPN Plus game. This is at United Supermarkets Arena in Lubbock. Red Raiders suffered their second conference loss last time out to TCU. Uh, three and five for Cincinnati. I don't know if they got enough to get it done on the road or not. Uh, Bearcats at Red Raiders. Who you got, T? I enjoyed going to the United Supermarket in Enid back in the day. Hmm. Um, had that old store, old grocery store smell that I like. Um, Texas Tech beats Cincinnati. I don't have a whole lot of breakdown with that game. I just think Tech's better and it's at home. It's in Lubbock. Yeah. yeah. Five o'clock, BYU, long flight to West Virginia for this one. WVU Coliseum. BYU has a net in the top 10. They're ranked in the top 25. They're three and four, though, in conference play. West Virginia's been pretty good at home. They're three and five. So you got Cougars at Mountaineers. Who you got here, TJ? I think BYU's the better team. But I think that road environment, they're going to get there with those Mountaineers and not know what hit them. I'm going to go West Virginia in the upset tomorrow. Uh, they get the home win. It I, is a real culture clash, this one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Both teams live in the mountains, but they're very different fan bases. Different communities. Yes, yeah. All right, you took officially West Virginia? Yes. Okay, uh, last game, the night game, 7 o'clock, ESPN2. This is another great one. Iowa State at Baylor, Foster Pavilion. We got the steep camera angle here, TJ. Iowa State five and two, Baylor four and three. The game is at Baylor on the banks of the Brazos. Who you got? It's very tough to win on the road in the Big Twelve, but Iowa State will win on the road in the Big Twelve tomorrow. They'll beat Baylor. I like their defense. I like where they're at right now. They're playing really good basketball, and I think they go into Waco and win that game. I only disagree with you on two. So TJ's taking Houston, TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and Iowa State. I was in lockstep with you until your last two picks. I think BYU style will really frustrate West Virginia. Mm -hmm. I think BYU wins, even though it's on the road. And I think Baylor wins at home over Iowa State. That's simply a home game pick. I think if this game game was in... With Ames, I would pick Iowa State, but I think I don't I have think a problem. With that. It's very that. hard to win on the road. But I like your other. I think Houston's going to get it done too. I think Houston will d up uh, Hunter Dickinson, and uh, Kansas is going to have a really hard time scoring. I think TCU's rolling right now. I think Oklahoma State's going to win at home, and uh, Texas Tech's going to roll. All right, what did you decide about your gut? He was very angry at me. He said I spoke for him earlier and threw out some superstitious garbage that the gut is not superstitious, despite the fact that the body okay. he lives in is very superstitious. Okay, I like it. He says he doesn't buy into that stuff, and he says 
all these naysayers with their free throws can go out into their backyard and shoot free throws because none of that matters. The Oklahoma Sooners are going to win three in a row for the first time since, what, 2009 on the road road, in conference play. He says Sooners win 75-66, nine-point win over the Knights. I like it. I like it. 75-66, according to TJ's gut, uh, tomorrow in Orlando. Addition Financial Arena. That's an interesting name. I don't think I've ever heard of the Addition Financial Arena before, but it looks like a nice place. The only addition they'll be making is in the loss column, the gut says. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, there you go. Break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap up the week next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com.